This season on the Set Yourself Free podcast, you are going to hear from nine incredible women, nine business owners that own six-figure and multiple six-figure businesses who are bringing you behind the curtain because I know one thing that we are craving more of in the online space is a look into what it actually is behind the scenes, what goes into having a profitable online business. We're sick of the shiny objects and the fancy feeds. And so I am bringing you deep into these conversations with these women. So stay tuned. I know that you are going to love this season. My name is Carrie Baracchio, but I go by Carrie V because no one could ever say Baracchio. So I am the other Carrie V here. <laughs> and I am a transformation coach, a forgiveness coach. I'm also certified in rationally motivated behavioral therapy, motivational speaking, and a published author and a podcaster as well. And the reason that I do all those things is because I so long for women to step into their power and to live the dreams that they had as little girls. And for me, it was waking up when I was 51 years old and thinking, what happened to all my dreams? And when do I get to live? And I realized I get to live when I decide to do so. And that's why I decided to step into what I do because I want every woman and man, but I work mainly with women to know that they're worth having what they've dreamed of and they're supposed to happen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps. I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) So happy to be interviewing the Carrie V. (laughs) (laughs) See, I call you the Carrie V. So talk to us about how attaching your worth has shown up in your online business and what that has looked like. Yeah. When I started in the online space, I totally attached my worth to how much I was making. And Mm -hmm. if I had a good day, then I was worthy of having a great dinner and a nice relaxing evening and not going back to work after dinner. I was worthy of that. And if I had a day where everyone said no to me and no one signed up for one of my programs or no one signed up for my group, group coaching program or no one wanted to book me for their stage, then I would rush through dinner and then rush back downstairs. My my office is in our basement. It's not a dungeon. (laughs) It's a really nice space. But I would (laughs) run back downstairs to the basement, sit down at my desk because I wasn't worthy. I'm using that in air quotes. I wasn't worthy of taking time off that night. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't worthy of taking a weekend off. And I totally attached my worth to the outcome or the outcome to my worth or vice versa, whatever, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but they were, they were both dependent on each other. And I didn't start to grow in my business until I divorced the two. My Mm. worth is always far above rubies. My worth is always greater than the most precious diamond in the world, regardless of whether or not somebody signs up for a course or hires me to speak on their stage or buys my book or hates my podcast. None of it matters. I am still worthy. And it's something that women especially have trouble with this. I'm going to share this story Mm -hmm. quick. I did a group coaching program. I do a group coaching program for women. And I had a group of men ask me if I would beta and do a group for men, which Mm -hmm. I did. 
And it actually was a huge success. But in those two groups, they ran simultaneously and I gave both groups an assignment. So I went to the women and they said, I want you to journal 20 amazing things about who you are. This is going to be your book of truth. 20 amazing things. They all got stuck between two and five and reached out to me for help to create this list for them. When I gave that same exact assignment to the men, they said, do we have to stop at 20? I mean, it was so easy for them to rattle off what was so amazing about them. And it's how we're raised as a society. Little girls Mm -hmm. are bossy. Little boys are leaders, right? Little girls are too talkative. Little boys are born to lead the world. I mean, I like boys. (laughs) There's nothing against, I raised two sons. I have nothing against the boys. It's just a different mindset that we're in. And I want women to understand your worth is not dependent on anything you do or have. You're worthy because you're breathing. That's all. That's it. Mm. So I have so many questions and so much goodness in that (laughs) right there already. So how did you begin to unpack this? when you were, you know, working and finding your worth tied up in the monies and the numbers. And then you were like, hold on a minute. So how did you even begin that process? I worked with a coach. (laughs) I worked with a coach. (laughs) I hired a coach because I realized if I was going to be an amazing coach, which was my desire, then I also needed to work with a coach. And this coach started to help me to unpack that. And something that she said that just transformed everything was to me was taking me back to my corporate days and what it was like for me in my corporate job, really feeling like I was trapped behind a desk and being on call 24 seven that my phone, no matter when my phone rang, if my boss was calling, I had to pick it up. And, and that was, that's what was expected of me. And this is what she said. So when did you decide to become the boss you hated that you left? Mm. And it just was like, oh, I became the boss that I so wanted to get away from. I became that in my life Mm. because I realized all through the years, that's what I have done is try to prove myself that I'm worthy of a vacation, that I'm worthy of a vacation without taking work with me, that I'm worthy of putting my toes in the sand and not worrying about getting back up to the room to type another document up. That's how I started to unpack it was with the help of a coach who helped me see I'm worthy simply because I got out of bed this morning. Mm. I'm worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always the truth. And yet it's always. coming back to that every single day because, yes. you know, I'd love to say like, oh, I know this truth and I never, ever struggle with these things again. And it's at least from my experience, that is just not the case. No. Like it's a no. day in and day out choice. Always, always. And getting up in the morning and focusing on gratitude is so pivotal to really grasping hold of that truth in your life. When you get up in the morning and the first thing you do is journal out three to five things you're grateful for, for that day, even things that future gratitude, as we've learned from our mutual friend, being grateful for things that are going to happen that you don't know that they're going to happen, but you're grateful for them. And the Mm -hmm. thing is, when you write it down, I'm so grateful for so-and-so joining my program guess what they usually do because you've already put it out there. And it's just, it creates this amazing bubble around you of beauty and amazingness. And it's hard to, it's hard to slip into a really bad mindset of I'm not worthy 
when you are looking around your room and being grateful for everything you have rather than focusing on what you don't have. Mm. Yeah. So is that some of the time when you started really ramping up the gratitude, when you were kind of unraveling this worthiness piece? Yes. Yes. It's when I realized that gratitude was such a such a foundational piece. My two pillars that I really focus on when I work with someone are gratitude and forgiveness. And Mm. when you get those two pillars in place, it holds up everything else. But we walk around much of the time, and I'm including myself in this, focused on the things we don't have and holding grudges against people maybe from 20 years ago. And then we wonder why we're not growing or why we're unhappy. Yeah. yeah. It's so wild and so true. Cause even when you said that with the forgiveness piece, I'm going, Oh yeah. I mean, how many people, I even think just as it relates to online business in terms of, and I think we've probably all been there too, but you've made an investment that didn't turn out in the way that you maybe expected or it was yeah. marketed or whatever happened. And then you are really angry and mad about it and you can't get past it. And so yes. I think that's very normal too, but it's doing yeah. the work of forgiveness around that mostly for yourself. Yes. Yes. I love that you brought that up. I love that because who has not made an investment that they don't, they look back and go, why did I do that? And I've heard myself saying that, man, that was a waste. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it never is because you learned, even if it's because you know that you shouldn't have made it, but you've learned this lesson and you get to forgive yourself and then you get to grow through it and be thankful for that lesson you learned. Right. Yes. But it's a process. It's a process. It's a process and it's a, it's a chosen perspective, right? Like yes, most of us, aren't born with this kind of mindset, you know, I mean, I think there are some people that are parented super well and like won the lottery in that way. But most of us, you know, like we're just raised by humans doing the best they could with what they had. And we don't have the tools sometimes to navigate these things. That's right. That's right. And getting a coach was the best thing. I wish I had done it. I wish I had done it when I was 10. I wish I'd done it as soon as I could talk (laughs) because what a world of difference it makes. I am a good coach. I'm an excellent coach, but that doesn't mean that I don't need to be coached because Mm. you, you can talk to me. We could spend an hour coaching session together and you would see so many things in me that you'd be a girl, you got work to do, (laughs) right? Because we don't see in ourselves what we can, we can help others see, but we need someone else to help us see that ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if somebody is struggling and kind of in the weeds of this worthiness stuff and feeling like, uh, every direction I turn, I'm attaching my worth to this. Maybe I know I'm not like quote unquote supposed to, how would you direct them in terms of finding their way out? I would first have them write that list of 20 amazing things about themselves. That's where I would start. Sometimes we just need to see how amazing we are. Did you like one of the things I wrote on my list was I gave birth to four children in four Mm. years. That's pretty badass. Yes. (laughs) All all natural childbirth too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But I never gave myself credit for that. And we do that. We never give ourselves credit. And then we're trying, we're seeking this, gosh, I'm not worthy of anything. And we've got these 
things in our lives that are freaking amazing that we haven't even given ourselves credit for doing. And that's how I start with all of my clients. We're going to make your book of truth. And when you start feeling like you're not worthy because you didn't sign a client today, or it's been two weeks and you haven't signed a client and you're just feeling all unworthy, you're going to pull out that book of truth. And you're going to read again how freaking amazing you are. And it doesn't matter if you didn't sign anybody or you created an online course and only one person signed up or nobody signed up. It wasn't time yet. That's all. We're going to launch it again. Mm-hmm. And in the right time, the right people are going to come. And it doesn't have anything to do with how worthy you are because you're already worthy. Open your book of truth. Read it. So good. I love that. Yes. It's such a helpful place to start and to revisit all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yes. So tell us where we can find you, where we can find your gratitude journal, all the good things. <laughs> okay. My website is Carrie V at coachcarryv.com. And my Instagram handle is at I am Carrie V. And the gratitude journal is available on Amazon. If you just Google out my name, it'll come right up or 30 days of gratitude. It'll come up as well. And I would love to hear your feedback on that journal because of the struggles that I've had letting go of it. Oh, Mm. and the podcast coffee and tea with Carrie V. I would love to see you there too. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carrie V. This is so good. And I'm so incredibly grateful for you. I Mm. am incredibly grateful for you too. I love being the other Carrie V on the other side of the world. (laughs) So I am Dr. Naima. I help service-based female entrepreneurs really fall in love with high ticket sales uh, so that they can quickly scale their business without the hustle and grind. I'm also the host of the Determined Fempreneur podcast and a a mother of four and a wife of one. (laughs) So that's me in a nutshell. Love it. (laughs) Up to so much goodness and probably very busy with all the different hats that you wear. Very, very, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, so good. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Carrie. You're a powerhouse. I really appreciate being here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I would love to talk about this first conversation through the lens of what it has been like for you. I know you have scaled your business very quickly and are up to some big things. So I find that it's really interesting to see how we all navigate not attaching our self-worth to our results and what that looks like. So I would love for you to speak to that. Yeah. The reality is I didn't realize I had a problem of attaching my self-worth to accomplishments until I became an entrepreneur. So I think those of us who are on this path of entrepreneurship, I think we realize that it's a path of self-development. But being in entrepreneurship and, and you know early on really becoming down on myself when someone said no on a sales conversation. Mm-hmm. really helped me to look back on my time, even when I was in corporate. I went for the higher degree. I climbed the corporate ladder because that was attached to my worth as a human being. Never did I introduce myself, even at that time, just as Naima. It was, I'm Naima and I'm I'm a director of nursing. And I, you know, it was, it was always, that meant I was worthy. Yeah. So I carry that into entrepreneurship with me. <laughs> And it wasn't until there was one week, Carrie, 
where I signed five new clients, five. But I spent that weekend extremely, extremely sad because three people said no. And it wasn't about, oh my gosh, I could have, I could have made more money. That wasn't what it was about. It was, what is wrong with me that those three people don't see the value in what I offer? That's when I really began to realize that I was literally attaching who I was and who I am and what I'm capable of and what I'm worthy of based off of a yes or no on a sales Mm. conversation. Especially in light of having five yeses, right? Like, but that wasn't on the radar. No, we're not taught to look at the positive stuff. We're taught to look at, well, what could you have done better? Mm. Why didn't that conversation work, right? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they sign on with you? What didn't you say? Right, all the stuff that you hear. Yep. Right. It's not just about okay. You signed five. Focus on that. Are there areas of improvement for all sales conversations and everything in business? Sure, but that doesn't in any way disqualify me as a worthy human being. Yep. It's hard, and it's honestly. I mean, I would love to say that we reach a point where this isn't something we're going to struggle with, but I just know the truth. At least from you know, I can speak for myself. Like, I'm going to struggle with this in some fashion until the day I die because I live in a society that teaches me to operate that way. It doesn't mean it's the truth of who I am, but it's really hard to trust. Like if I never made another dollar, if I never accomplished anything else in my lifetime, like I am just as worthy because I'm alive. It's true. And it's still a battle I have. So I really want the listeners to hear that it's something we're going to be overcoming for the rest of our lives because of how we've been conditioned. Mm -hmm. As you said, we've been conditioned to look at the negative. We've been conditioned that your status has something to do with monetary accomplishments, with other people giving you a pat on the back. So we keep Mm -hmm. chasing that. We constantly chase that. And then when we don't meet those expectations, we look at ourselves in the mirror and say, is this for me? Mm -hmm. Am I doing the right thing? Should I just go back to work? Yeah. So take us back to that moment where you had five clients you signed and then three no's. And you had this moment where you're like, oh, something needs to shift here. Like what was happening? Well, that weekend I, I was just laying on the couch moping. I wasn't being a mom and a wife. I was just out of it. Like, oh my gosh, like what did I do wrong? Mm. And it wasn't until my husband said, snap out of it. You know, somebody who loved me, who's seen, who, who's seen the, the full picture to say, Naima, come on. You signed five new clients. And even if you signed zero new clients, this does not in any way define who you are. So it took mm-hmm. my husband to start saying that to me. And then he took me on a walk. It happened to be a nice warm day. He took me on a walk and we spoke about it. And that was when I first realized that I had to do my work to realize that I am worthy today and not based off of any outcome in a business. Even if the business fails, I am still worthy. Yeah. And it's interesting, right? And it sounds like you've worked in corporate. And so, you know, most people have a background in something and it looks different in entrepreneurship, but it can show up 
almost the same in corporate and climbing the ladder, right? Like exactly. we then get a promotion, we get a raise, we, you know, like whatever it is. And then we're always chasing that thing. And just like you said, introducing ourselves as our title, like that is the most common normal experience in social settings, right? When you meet someone. It is. It's like, I'm such and such and I do this. Okay. Even if it has nothing to do with, <laughs> with a professional environment, by the end of that get together, you know what everybody does professionally. Yeah. And I read an article and I don't know how true this is, but it was an article about the top 25 things people around the world think are weird about Americans. And one of the things on the list was you guys introduce yourselves with your professional titles. And I said, is that really true? Is this an American thing? And I don't know. I'm not confirming or denying that. But I I can tell you from being an American, it is definitely an American thing, but I'm not saying other other parts of the world don't do it. And I wonder why. Yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, just being out of the U.S. for so long now, I would say it's not as normal in other places. But I do think back to trainings and leadership development um, courses or things I had been a part of. I don't know if you've ever done this type of exercise where you're almost forced to be in a room and interact with people. And that is not a question you're able to ask. And it's fascinating because some people just have no idea who they are or how to explain, you know, who they are as a human. It's so true. Like, and I think for me, when I came out, I had such a hard time figuring out what my brand voice was Mm. because I didn't know myself. Mm. You know, we're conditioned in corporate to, you talk about certain things and that's it. And that's what you get rewarded for. Mm -hmm. Right. And and you get rewarded for, you know, speaking about those things and climbing that ladder and, and making sure your worth is related to how high that you climb on that ladder. So then we come into entrepreneurship And we are extremely attached to every outcome of everything. Somebody quits. Oh my gosh, I'm a bad boss. Oh, maybe I could have done this. Oh my goodness. Nobody watched my Facebook live. I must be horrible, right? All those things we say to ourselves. So I wanted to offer just some practical steps that I've taken to help me really detach myself from the outcome. So the first thing I've done is I've set intentions doesn't sound like anything major, right? Mm -hmm. But my intention when I go out there to do a live on a sales conversation or anything that I'm doing business related is to serve, period. And if I did that, then I, to me, have defined myself as a worthy human being because I'm there to serve. Mm -hmm. So whether that's service leads to a sale, whether that service leads to a like is not my business at that moment. And not that I don't have metrics in my business, right? Sure. These, this is the thing. This is the thing that I do. My intention is to serve. The second thing I do is I constantly check in with myself for the day. Am I operating in service or am I going back to, oh yes, but I need to make a sale. Am I coming from that desperate place? that does nothing but drains me, does nothing but knocks down my confidence. And so I I check in a few times a day. I'm like, okay. And if I do go to that place that's draining me, that's that's coming from scarcity, that's messing with my confidence, I just course correct. I don't beat myself Mm -hmm. up. 
And the third thing I do is I have an accountability partner. I talk to her about it. Like, hey, you know, today I'm really feeling my confidence is low today. We, we, we speak about it. We really get to the root of, well, what happened? What's been going on in your business for the last week or so? And usually I can pinpoint it to, oh, I didn't meet a goal in my business or I worked longer in my business than I, I wanted to in terms of the hours and I've not been spending the time I want my family. So when I'm able to pinpoint it, I'm able to begin to journal mm. and I'm able to, to course correct. So those three things have really helped me to detach myself from the outcome and to be an effective, worthy human being. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's so helpful. And I think especially when you can really do that work from a non-judgmental place, which takes practice, I think, you know, like at least I'll speak for myself and then all the clients I've worked with because so much of the work is, it's the unlearning. It's like everyone is capable, knows enough. You know, I'm like, you can be successful today, but it's unlearning the patterns. That's the hard work. Period. Unlearning. And I just, my biggest thing right now is to see where I want to be in the future and act like I'm there today. Mm. The future me is the most confident woman you've ever met. Mm. So I can't wait until I get there to be confident. I have to practice that today. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the magic. If we can all operate out of that place and believe that it's possible to do that now, like that's how we collapse time. It is. It is. And once you acknowledge, okay, I'm going to feel uncomfortable. I'm going to have a lack of confidence. If that's something that you deal with, I'm going to attach myself to the outcome for a while because I'm working through it. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge, hey, I'm going to feel this way. Mm-hmm. But despite me feeling this way, I'm going to continue to do my work mm-hmm. to overcome this. That's it. Yeah. We, we, we just kind of commit to ourselves because once we start feeling those feelings, that's what takes us down that rabbit hole right? It's the thoughts and the feelings, all the stuff that we can talk about here. But once we say, you know what, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling, yeah, I didn't make that sale. I'm feeling kind of, you know, my my confidence is kind of low. I'm acknowledging that, but I'm going to move forward anyway. Because that's what we all have to do anyway. You know, there's this myth and the idea, and I'm sure you've experienced this like in your business growth or initially early on in your career, when you're kind of chasing the corporate ladder, or even if you're not, but you're just climbing up, you kind of look back and go, wait a minute, is this how everyone feels? Like, oh, I don't arrive somewhere. And then, you know, everything changes. Like, but I think that's the lie that we're sold. Like everything's going to change when you hit this one goal or this marker or whatever it might be. Exactly. When you reach this career aspiration and you have 2.5 kids and you have this type of house, (laughs) right? (laughs) Everything is going to be perfect. And that's just a lie. So, you know, accept the fact that we've been sold a lie, Mm -hmm. forgive society for selling us that lie and choose to move forward in the opposite direction. Yeah, absolutely. So curious how in light of that, how imposter syndrome and navigating through your own thoughts and feelings, and particularly I find in the online space, because you see everyone's business, how that has showed up for you. Oh, Lord. 
So, you know, when you think about uh, imposter syndrome, I, I literally tackled this on my, this was the first episode of my podcast and I did this for a reason. Imposter syndrome was my best friend. You know, when, how did it show up for me? I had to let everybody know about every accomplishment I've ever mm. made. Mm. I chased academic accolades. I underpriced, but overdelivered. Mm. All so that I can feel good about myself. All so that somebody else can see me and put me on a pedestal. Mm. Even though I felt empty inside. Mm. That's how imposter syndrome showed up for me. I have an associate degree, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, a PhD. I have several nursing certifications. I consider going for other certifications that will help with my business growth. And even with all that, all of that, initially I was charging $97 a month to work with me one-on-one four times a month. I mean, for the whole month, it was $97. Yeah. You understand? Because that was how it showed up for me. And this is why I've challenged myself to have such a different business model that has nothing to do with accolades. That Mm. has nothing to do with me over serving others and underpricing. It has everything to do, again, I'm going to go back to that key term I said before, service. Yeah. It's not about me. When you take the spotlight off of you and you start to serve, it's a game changer, Carrie. Well, that's when it becomes fun, right? At least for me, I'm like, that's when it's fun. And that's how, I don't know. I just, I mean, I play with it. I I don't know if you experience this, but I find, especially with my clients and I need people to do this for me too. But if I can get clients into a playful energy of like looking at things and it's the biggest way to bring the charge down. And we all get in our own heads in our own way about, you know, whether it's a sale or content or whatever it is when you're putting yourself out there. But the fastest way for me to get out of my own head and my experience is to remember it's not about me. And like literally anytime I am focused on the numbers or the metrics that I shouldn't be, it's like, oh, that's making it about me. And actually that's not the point of my business at all. At all. So tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to. Yes. So um, you can find me at thedeterminedfempreneur.com or you can find me on Clubhouse and IG at Dr. Naima and doctor is DR. So at Dr. Naima, feel free to slide into my DMs. I do a Clubhouse talk every Tuesday and Wednesday mornings between 8 and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So feel free. I talk all things scaling and making money in business because I am a big believer in women need to normalize making and talking about money in their businesses. And I will give you the stats on that, but that's a total another conversation. So I would love to connect with you guys there. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. This was so good. Thank you, Kara. Thank you for having me. I I realize this is a platform that you've cultivated and I appreciate you allowing me on it. So my name is Catherine Pritchard and I'm a former therapist turned coach and I coach female founders to unlock the abundant woman within and to make fuck you money. Yes. Can you talk to us 
about how you have had to do this work or maybe continue to have to do this work around not attaching your own personal worth to your results or your money in your business? 100%. That's a phenomenal question. And I honestly think when I first stepped into the coaching container, which was about a year and a half ago, and I left uh, private practice full-time and started my own business, like I was still more attached to that. And I had a business coach kind of call me out on it, which was super valuable in that I do deliver results. However, really at the end of the day, I think in therapy or coaching or, or any kind of personal self-development that the client is ultimately responsible for those results, right? Because they can, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So, you know, I can be throwing someone a life raft all day long, but if they're not going to take it and implement and execute, then I have to be able to create space and separate myself from that. Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean that I just let myself off the hook and not try to kind of help carry them along that way towards the results. So, Part of the reason why I love coaching is as more as opposed to therapy in all honesty is because I can bring more of my full self and personality to the table and really call women out on their bullshit and really call them out and have them take a hard look in the mirror in a compassionate way, not in a way that, you know, is detrimental. So they backslide even further, but in a way that, you know, if someone's not executing the, the guidance I'm providing, I just straight call them on it. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's like this whole layer of looking at our own results and our money that we're making, you know, and I, I don't know, I, I'll ask the question of kind of how, how that journey has been for you, because I think it's also just this place that most of us are always going to have to check ourselves on. Like, I don't think there's ever this point where it's like, ah, I've done this work. And now I know that I'm worthy regardless of if I make $0 or a million dollars. 100%. I think there's, that's such a great question. I love it. And I think there's this conflation in our society between self-worth and the amount of money you make. And I think that can really rob people of living in the present moment, and even perhaps driving more revenue in their business. I think it's kind of a way that we can get in our own way. So for me, just on a totally real personal level, that has been a continual journey, especially as a former therapist, because I think we're held to such a high ethical code. There's a lot of dogma around sliding scale or low fee or having healthcare be accessible. And I'm all about that, but I do think sometimes clinicians, meaning therapists, take that on as, well, if I want to charge this amount, I, I can't. And I think there's a really interesting nuance there with kind of overextending yourself to serve a population, yet in turn not being able to own your self-worth. And so are you actually really helping your clients to the best of your ability? So I'm speaking in that domain specifically as a former therapist. And then when I stepped into coaching, it really blew my mind. I was like, wow, people are charging and paying like, you know, five, six figures for high level coaching. This, this just literally does not exist within therapy, as you obviously know, like it's just a completely different paradigm shift. It really was a full on jump into entrepreneurship. 
And there was a while where I think I had struggled with owning more of my my worth or what I felt the the true value of what I was offering was. And I remember being even a little afraid of like saying, well, this is my price, you know, and kind of saying it not in an unapologetic way, but in a, in a very confident way. And I think everything is energetics, right? And if someone can feel that you're not really solid on that, they're not going to be solid on it. Even if they think what you have to offer is valuable and they're not going to buy your program. So Uh. it, it, it was a really big, honestly, it was kind of a mind fuck, like coming from the field of therapy you know, where there's so much ethical dogma around sliding scale, which mm-hmm. I think can be problematic in certain ways. Although I think access is, is, is incredibly important, but then transitioning personally into coaching and having this opportunity to scale, have this opportunity to make five times what I made in therapy and work like 10 times less. I mean, it, it was truly wild. And I think it took a while for me to wrap my head around that and be okay with it. Like be okay with the newness and the uncomfortableness and also recognize that one of the quote unquote results I deliver is embodying my self-worth so that the women I work with can do that and get their hands on the capital they deserve to fund their vision, whether that's VCR crowdfunding and they're not leaving money on the table. So if I can't own my self-worth, you know, I won't be as impactful as a coach. So it's, it's not just my own personal journey. It's, it's, it's also driven by my passion and fuel to really, to really help female founders and get more dollars in the hands of women. Yeah. So beautiful. And so true that journey, you know, and I think whatever that looks like, whatever your background is, because I think a lot of people, you know, even if they haven't been a therapist, maybe they've worked in a very underpaid field, you know, especially as a woman, that's just sadly the norm. And so it's, it's allowing ourselves to shift and change in that. And exactly like you described is that uncomfortableness of it. And then the other part of the coin that like, I personally constantly struggle with is like knowing my self-worth has zero to do with anything ever in terms of money. Like I am enough sufficient just as I am. If I never make another dollar for the rest of my days, but like, it's hard as fuck. I (laughs) (laughs) absolutely love that you said that. I feel like you totally hit the nail on the head. You really did. It's hard though. Right. And like, we don't want to admit that because, and you know, I run a successful business, you run a successful business and I want that. And there's nothing wrong with that either. It's like, we don't have to make that wrong, but at the end of the day, like I don't have to do a single thing to be worthy, but that's not the message we get in our society or from, you know, people around us. Totally. I love that you bring up that point. And I think what came to mind is as you were talking, I think the fascinating part about that is when you have that like recognition that your self-worth really isn't tied to a dollar amount or if you're married or if you have kids or how pretty you are, any of that stuff that your self-worth is totally intrinsic because you are a beautiful being on this earth that I think that deep knowing ironically allows you to make more money. I think sometimes, right? Like it's this kind of strange energetic exchange where 
when that's acknowledged, I do think money can flow more effortlessly. And that may not be your goal, but I do think it kind of removes to some degree, like a mental roadblock, like, well, I'm worthy of anything, whether that's $5, 500 or 5 million, like whatever that is. And I'm, and I'm also worthy of none of that. And I think that's the fascinating piece. I feel like that's when things really start rolling. Yes. Because it's that place of being like, I'm worthy of it. And it doesn't matter if I get it or don't get it. Like trusting in that place. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Like this profound unattachment. Right. Yes. That, mm-hmm. That's what's coming to mind for me. Like this, I feel like as humans, and I can definitely say this is true for me. I get really attached to certain outcomes, whether that is like an income projection or how many clients I want to sign in a month or when I want to have a kid or who I want to date or any of that stuff. Sometimes I really have to remind myself that that attachment doesn't always serve me and that magical things can kind of unfold when I'm not as, when I can loosen my grip. A hundred percent. Detachment is like forever my work because that's where the magic happens, right? Like, uh, totally is totally is. Cause I think, I think what can happen like specifically in the realm of business is we're like, okay, well maybe this one investor or this one high ticket client, right. Or I'll speak for myself, but like I can fixate. Right. But then that energy siphons off this 360 view of other opportunities that are out there where perhaps an even bigger high ticket client could come in or, you know what I mean? And so I I think it's interesting how that works that when we have that deep attachment and fixation, like we're kind of missing the whole picture to some, to some degree. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like that whole concept, right. Of being open to everything attached to nothing. And yeah. And it's, so hard. <laughs> so hard. It's like so easy to say and to be like, yeah, but it's like actually practicing that. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I really honestly feel in all transparency, even though I'm doing the work, you know, and do the work with my clients, like for me on a personal level, it's an everyday thing. I even had a friend call me out the other day. She was like, you're a control freak. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, I like controlling things. Like, I like not controlling people, but like my calendar and this and that. And I want things like, or you could also call it perfectionism, right? And I think that's another way of not loosening your grip and not like, you know, being fully in this place of unattachment. And so for me, really, it is a daily thing where I really have to remind myself daily, like, you're good, you're safe, the universe has your back you are where you're meant to be. Yeah. And for me, it's like hour by hour, like, let's be real. You know, some days I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then other days I'm like, every minute of every day, I have to like move into this. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So tell everyone where they can find you, what you're up to, how they can find out more about you. Yay. Totally. So on all social media platforms, Insta, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest. I'm Abundant Woman, but woman is spelled with an XN. So it's W-O-M-X-N because I'm a bisexual woman. So that's just kind of part of my branding and having it more inclusive for, for all different kinds of women. And that's also the URL for my website, The Just Went Live Friday. Yeah. And so I offer kind of 
four month packages. That's the longest package. But right now what I'm promoting are my two hour deep dives, which are my VIP days. Oh my gosh. I hope you love that episode as much as I enjoyed recording it with these fabulous guests. So the truth is, Many of us are going to continue to struggle in certain ways because we're never, ever going to overcome our humanness, right? The goal is never to do that, but it's to learn our patterns and the things that are quote unquote in the way and holding us back from that next level version that is entirely possible for us. So I hope that these stories, these tips, these tools of how to really unhook your worth from your results in your business is something that you can take and run with right now, today, as you're listening to this episode. I know for me, this is a continual path of learning because our businesses are like our babies. We love them, but we are worthy as a human being, 100% worthy, nothing required. <laughs> Literally so freaking worthy simply because you are alive. But this is hard and challenging because the world teaches us something totally different from this. And we think we have to earn our worth or we have to prove our worth and show what level of income we're making in the online space. And that makes us a worthy coach or a worthy service provider or a worthy whatever type of business owner. And I just love that these women have given you permission to see things differently. So Stay tuned for so many more amazing episodes on this season. I can't thank you enough for being here. And I really hope that you run with these nuggets. You start to notice your own patterns and do the work to heal and shift and change so that you can show up so brightly in this world to help more people and, of course, grow your income online as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is such an honor to be in your ears every single week. Make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. Will you also do me a quick favor and go leave us a review and rating? This will help more people to easily find this free show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift that you can make in your unique business to start making more money and impact, I would love nothing more than to help you. So go head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and book a free 30-minute discovery call. I would love to get some fresh eyes on your business and talk about how you can start making more money and an impact right now. So thanks again for being here and cannot wait to see you next week.